summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up when September comes. Close it. Consonants. Patika, 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 patika. Uh, which wristwatch is a Swiss wristwatch? Which wristwatch is a Swiss wristwatch? All actors should die. Whoa, that is not a hello. And welcome to Movie Podcast Evangelion. I'm Dr. Movies. And I'm Rachel. And this is the ultimate hang pod yeah. uh, extravaganza because we're just going to go through and talk about all the movies that we watched or conspicuously didn't watch. Or didn't watch, and also this summer. the trailers that we watched yeah. while watching those movies that yeah. we have watched. We're going to talk about the landscape of summer movies, 2023. It's the it's September whatever. It's September 1st today. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Summer's over. Summer's <laughs> I'm like, yes. Like, no, I don't think that fall over. actually actually begins until like november or something yeah like the fall movie slate so we're kind of but in the dead is, zone now. we're in we're in the dead zone I mean, and it's even more dead than normal because of the strikes. because of the strikes and i mean we'll you'll you'll see you're here you'll hear the evidence of it as we as we talk but uh the summer was a summer of just of bleeding money except for like two movies yeah wow that's a good point yeah it was a, a rough uh, stuff out it there it was uh it was poopy. Yeah, it was stinky. stinky. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So uh, probably the movie that kicked off the yeah, summer, at least for us. Uh, well, well, I'll, I'm going to talk about one we didn't see. Oh, okay, sure. Which That's was fine. Fast X. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason we're not going to talk about it is because if you've seen one lately, like you've seen them all. Yeah, I like, think oh, I've seen you get like it. the first seven of them. Yeah. Which is like, I you know what? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm good. the Dom. He's, he, I, it's I about family. Of, I might, I might eventually put it on because yeah. Jason Momoa's performance and it seems unhinged. Yeah. Uh, but I had you no know, no desire to sit in a theater for this one. No, we folks. don't need to talk about. No. We get it. It's like gone. You know how like you know there's that thing in comedy where someone like does a joke and then it becomes unfunny it's and then this. it becomes funny again then, and then it becomes un- we're yeah. not I, I feel like we're, we're in the, the un- yeah we're yeah. in the downswing with the fast 100%. movies so i have no interest in discussing them sorry yeah. if you love them yeah i'm not interested this movie i think either lost money or barely made money and it made like in the theaters like it's 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 gross was like over $700 million, but because the movie was so expensive, they didn't actually make money on it because, you know, movie Ugh. plus marketing. So it, it's a tough one. I think that, I also think that this is, I think the first one that hasn't made money or like made a good amount of money. And I I really think that that kind of points to the beginning of the end for the Fast franchise. It could um, be the beginning of the end for a lot of franchises it could coming be, up here. Yeah, for a We're lot gonna of talk stuff. about the Marvels trailer. Oh Later. man! <laughs> oh P-U boy! Stinky. Yeah, bad stuff. So Uh-oh. yeah, so we didn't see Fast X, and I think that we're both comfortable with that decision. Yeah. and I would encourage you to be comfortable with that decision with not having seen going it going forward. Yeah. So congrats if you didn't see it. If you did see it, I mean, like you're 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 pretty strong. You're you must be dedicated to the franchise. Sure. Um, that being said, I want to get down off my high horse because of the movie we did see. I want to crawl around in the mud. Yeah, to open Summer Slop Fest was, uh, I believe the correct title of it is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. A.K.A. Transformers Beast Wars. A.K.A. Beast, Trans Beasters. <laughs> Trans Beasters. There's a lot of names for, for this one. Uh, yeah, this one boy. kicked off the summer for us. Yeah, we have... Uh, we saw it in a pretty packed theater. Yeah, no, I believe it's the first one without Michael Bay directing. 
yeah question mark quite yes i think so uh, yeah who cares um well i mean except for bumblebee oh that's right oh the movie that was like it's one of those movies that people tell like, you like oh, actually it's, it's pretty good it's actually, this one is like a really actually serious one and oh, it's yeah. good it's like shut oh, the it's fuck like a story about a young girl's like journey to self-discovery no shut up shut, shut the fuck up it's movie. a transformers movie and it sucks yeah and it sucks Oh my god. It's bad. But I, I I'm glad that like whatever emerging writer got to um like get paid off sure. that project and maybe have the opportunity to do something else. But later. like that's kinda like the nicest not, thing that you honestly. can say, really. Yeah. I mean in terms of like its, its value, but that's fine. Uh when we watched Transbeasters, we were crying laughing during the prologue. Yeah, we were like the the, the robots we were the assholes, yeah. uh that were that, prehistoric. The, 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 but they look like Earth animals. Yeah. But they're on a different planet. But then they come to Earth and they st- they look like Earth animals but a butt of metal and big. <laughs> Optimus Prime. Primal. Optimus Primal, Honestly, who is what, different than Optimus Prime. It's not as if Optimus Primal evolves into a truck. He's a completely different guy who's a, a gorilla. He's a gorilla. He does not at any time evolve into a truck. Really no, Honestly, when I stuff. heard, I didn't know the name Optimus Primal going into this. And when I heard it, I thought I was going to shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> we like, were like crying laughing for the first 13 minutes. And then in retrospect, we probably should have just walked out of the theater. At that point, honestly. We never got better In my that. opinion, watch the prologue and then turn off the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because all you're going to hear about for the next like what is like probably over two hours or two hours is like the key they're looking the key. for the key they're looking for the key so or is it the key yes it's also the key in another oh, movie oh yes it's the key about. Oh, I could not it's forget the summer that. of MacGuffins yeah summer of keys um, yeah it was just constantly about uh, the, the Hamilton guys in this uh, Anthony Ramos Anthony Ramos and he's, then he's pretty good he's like he's the best but like yeah <laughs> for what he's asked to do I guess and then we have Dominique Fishback who is horrific he's in this. terrible she's just it's bad i'm sure swarm is a fine film uh, yeah. a little project yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is happening on i feel like one i've of the seen her channels. be good in stuff but yeah, like, like she's emerging uh but boy can she not do whatever they were given stuff. yeah and, and and to be fair to her like she is given garbage yeah yeah it's it's straight sewage uh, uh but it, it's not she is uh Oof. She's struggling. Don't She's struggling. Yeah. How she got cast, you could. It's you know. it's bad. Yeah. It, it's, Michael Bay would never. Michael have Bay cast her. would never. Maybe because he's racist. But maybe like, cause, well, maybe because he's racist. But more importantly, because she's not ninety five pounds soaking wet and the yeah. hottest woman you've ever seen. He, yeah. Michael Bay has an uncanny ability to find the absolute smoke most shows. beautiful. Yeah, just like yeah. barstool smoke show of the yeah. week caliber yeah. women. And put the who are like pretty good at and acting. And then he's like, go sit in this in robot. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you saw Ambu Alam. Oh, you know I did. Yeah, but the, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal is the smoke yeah, show. The, well, he, he's the smoke it. show in that. But then the EMT, who have like I've never yeah. seen anything else, yeah. is like great in it and is so hot. It's just like Michael, where do you find where these do you women? Find these? Yeah, he's he's got a real eye, uh, but, a real eye for chicks. Uh, but that is not. That was not. This was a woke this woke transbeasters. This was a woke transbeasters. It it sucked. It, yeah, it not su- because it was woke. No, but because it because sucks. it just because it sucks. And and on they all do. I, okay, you know what? I think that the first one is actually yeah, pretty good. Kind of <laughs> okay, not good is in like it's actually good, but it's like it's like it's a fun nothing. Um, you don't want to claw your eyes out while watching them. That's that it. that's true. Like with that one, like I yeah, I didn't want to claw my eyes out. I also remember we, back when it came out. Uh, I think like my dad went to the theater with me, and he was like, "That was pretty. Like those effects were pretty amazing." They weren't even though. You can't see what the fuck's happening. Well, I mean, because it's 
Because that was like a Michael Bay movie, sure. so of course you couldn't fucking see. But like, honestly, he, he, he blows stuff up for real. Like he doesn't really use that much CGI fire. There's that. Uh, but uh, you know, Transbeaster is horrific. Uh, my favorite part was the epilogue, and then when it was over. When it was over, the theme song playing over the end kind of sounds like AJ Styles music, cool. um, <laughs> which is very cool. That's dope. Um, you don't know who that is. That's a pro wrestler who comes out to Christian hip hop. Yeah. So that's um, the kind of stuff that we're working so with. Yeah, that's, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So that's Transbeasters. That's all we really have to say about that. I would say, that. yeah, it was just, it was, it was funny for 13 minutes and then it was just get me the fuck out. Yeah. Also, it was freezing in the theater. Not, not, oh yeah, it was so cold. It was so cold. Oh it was my e- God. Extra punishment for staying Jesus. to watch Transbeasters. Like I, I almost was like, I just got to go out and get some food just to like, A, take a break from what I was watching <laughs> and B, just to warm just up to a little warm bit. warm up. Yeah, it was crazy. Holy crap. All right, next up. Let's right. let's go. Let's so move next on. Up, I think I have a movie that I saw, but you didn't. I see. think there's way more movies on this list that you saw that I didn't. No, I had, I had kind no, of a no. Lazy there's, a, there's a there's you, a couple. So uh, we got Across the Spider Verse. I've seen the first one. Haven't watched this one. Uh huh. You know, it's um, long, right? It's long. Yeah, it's like an hour and. Fuck, like it's also it's got like a bunch of hours, like two and a half production scandal going on with it uh because of abusing the animators uh, because of, there was so theatrical version there were like multiple different versions out there oh interesting and, and it turns out that it was because of animator abuse that they didn't have time to get everything ready at the oh, same yeah, I time did see this. and so there's just like discrepancies between versions and like the the studio was first pitching it as in like it's like cool, like Easter eggs, whatever. And then like animators Great. started talking and Great they're like, spin. they're like, no, like this happened because we didn't have time to like finalize everything. And they changed stuff at the last minute. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. The movie, like not only is the movie three hours long, but like every frame of it has like motion. It's dense. It's so dense. It's yeah. like Akira dense. Yeah. Just in terms yeah. of which like, is the, cool. which is really cool. And it's like basically the reason to see the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, just like in the first one, dialogue, very snappy, voice acting, good, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, it, it's good. It, here's the thing. I'm gonna, here, here's what the fuck is going on with these Spider-Verse movies. Tell us. This is a six out. This is a, like an eight episode TV show. Mm. These are not films. I'm sorry. So why are they films? Is it because it's because, easier to get a movie made uh, in, in high quality? No, I think because if it was a TV show, they wouldn't have been able to justify the density of mm-hmm. of like, like the you know just like yeah. spending and and spending forever in between the films yep, and sure. all that stuff. Um, and I think because it's Spider Man and they can make a lot of money. Yeah, because uh, everyone loves. Like a, it's like, I think the Spider Man yeah. is like it's Spider Man and Batman. All of like the superheroes like moves the most merch. Yeah, like, you will worldwide. never you will never lose money on a Spider Man movie. So they're like, yeah, we got to release this. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but like these are like just in terms of like how they're constructed. One when all is said and done, you will be able to split these three movies, which are all named the fucking same thing. Um, it's across, it's into the Spider Verse, across across the Spider Verse, and beyond. It's stupid. I okay, it it is a minor thing, but like I really do feel like they should use more distinctive names. Yes, because I 
The homecoming with you the should, other spider. The, is every, the those other also do it, yeah. Home. Homecoming, far from home, no way home. It's stupid. Yeah, they, it's like, all right, cal- calm down, spider Well, people. it just goes to show that they want you to think of it as all one fucking thing. Yeah, it's, it's They don't one need unit. to differentiate it because yeah. they're just like, it's the first, the second, and the third of the home. Yeah, the, the home ones. The, uh, the Spider-Verse the ones. Yeah, yeah, like they want you to watch them all at once. Yeah, true. They want you to binge these. True. And, Speak on it. And... You know, the movie was good for the most part. There was, like, some, like, you know, it's very, like, um, you know, as is the style right now, like, representation-pilled. Yeah. Uh, where they're just, like, he's Puerto Rican. He's the, you know, like, we yeah. really want to emphasize that. We're having a lot of characters, like, you know, slip into Spanish, and we're yeah. doing all that stuff, and, you know, like, uh, you know, people like me, you know, are, are which here like, now. Again, which, again, like, is, is, is not a problem in and of itself. It's just, it's a little ham-handed, just in terms of, like, the movie's, like, pretty uh oh and this is not a spider-verse problem in particular but everything I mean, is a like, little bit self-satisfied with like it we now. also saw the same thing with barbie yeah yeah like anytime someone is doing a sort of like good identity good liberal identity politics in a film not to say that it's bad that it's happening but everyone is a little pleased with themselves yeah. in terms of how much they want to draw attention yeah. to it within the narrative and like we kind of we fixed the world mm-hmm. by doing this uh, and and believe me there's like a lot of oh, lines yeah, in it cool. like they go to um like spider mumbai essentially uh-huh. like a, so it's like a spider verse where like india is like the the like sort of hegemon cool. of the world and but yet in this in this spider mumbai hegemon uh, <laughs> everyone in that universe has like snarky things to say about white people. Uh, They'll be like, oh, we're going to like our, our museum where like uh, we took all the stuff back from the colonizers or uh, there's some line like that. Uh-huh. It's just like, wait a second. So wait, is it that... Did this this is this a world where Indian culture is dominant, or is this an, a world where white culture at one point at one still point was. Lot, like at one point one, and then you took it back, and are like kind of still bitter about it? Like what's going on? And yeah. then like later in that same scene, like the there's like this black hole that's like sucking the world into it, and they're like, oh, the black hole's sucking the world into it, and they're like, oh, that's like a metaphor for capitalism. And I was just a like, boom. okay, guys, yeah, like, okay, guys, I, come on, like, stuff everyone's like that is a like, little, little too online. For, it's more for the audience than it is for the movie. Yeah, like it's it's um, yeah, log off a little. It's bit. It's a little bit like uh, another trend we're seeing is just that everyone is a little Twitterfied online discoursey. Yeah. And we should be saving that for podcasts, not the, uh, you know, not dialogue <laughs> of our of our art, in my opinion, just because it's a little like no one's saying you're wrong, but you're not you're you know, it's trite. Yeah, it's trite. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, so but true. Yeah. Density of the animation is uh, unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good it's a great TV show. Mm hmm. If you if you were ever gonna watch a TV show, I'd say this. And the cliffhanger at the end of it is so severe. It like upset a lot of people. It right? was. It's so. It's just like well, because it makes you feel like you're not really. You didn't really watch a movie. It makes okay, you feel so like you question. hit the end of a show on Netflix that you can't go to the next episode. People of. had like the same complaint about Dune, which I didn't agree with. It's but- Dune. Dune. A lot of movies are doing this now because again, everything is collapsing into the same thing which is like a streaming model of storytelling Mm. that is like 10 hour arced things whether Mm -hmm. it's a movie or a show uh dune is at least a little more self-contained i think yeah like it you're a little more satisfied 
at least I was by mm-hmm. the ending of Dune than I was by the ending of this where it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe the movie just ended. Oh, it's it's just over. It's like so, yeah. it's like, holy shit, fuck, yeah. you know? Okay, all right. Um, but I mean, it made me want to see the next one. That Yeah, they got you. But I was also exhausted. Like if I had had the <laughs> option to watch the next one, I would not. I'd be like, I'm going to bed. I have to take a break. Yeah, because yeah. it is, it is. there is no, well, actually that's not true. They do a really good job of like, having really, really frenetic sequences and then, like, stopping the movie way down mm. and having, um, you know, quieter, more uh, intimate moments. Um, you know, like, it's a really well-constructed film, TV show, but it is what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Across? A- across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-verse. Recommended. It's YA, too. Like, it's, yeah, sure. it's for kids. Although... YA is also the default mode. YA is also the default mode. There were a couple young children walkouts. Of oh, really? It yes. was too much? It was too much for them. Yeah. By, by like, hour two, their parents were like, we gotta go. Yeah. Like, the kids are not focusing on yeah. this anymore. That, that's absolutely a thing. Um, so, you know, there you have it. Not for babies. Across the Spider-Man. Not for babies. Not for adults. Here we are. YA, but here we are. Uh, would you like to talk about Insidious 3? Yeah, I would like to talk about it. So actually... I, I did I, not see it, but you did. As I learned, because uh, there was a... I, I didn't realize this. So there's there's actually... This is the fourth Insidious movie. The third one that they made was a prequel. I didn't see that one. I've only seen the core series. Uh, and cool. at the same time talking about this, I also want to talk about uh, Talk to Me. Uh, which also oh, came out this summer, but it, you know I think it was a previous release. Anyway, uh, so Insidious: The Red Door is the third installment uh, chronologically in the Insidious universe, uh, which ta- which is parallel to the Conjuring universe. It's like that same kind of Blumhouse group and team, but it's wait. Its own okay, thing. so when you say parallel, do you mean that they? I mean, both of them have Patrick Wilson in them, but they're okay. but they're different. Oh, but, like, okay. They're so but they're like, not actually part of the same universe because he plays two different characters. He's to- to- different, but like they're they're. they're they're part of the same family of, sure. of Blumhouse horrors. PG thirteen Blumhouse, a hundred percent crowd pleasers. James Wan originals, uh, mm-hmm. sort of stuff. He directed this one. No, you know who directed this one? Patrick Wilson. His, no way. His directorial debut. Oh fuck yeah, For, dude. Yeah, so, so we love to see this guy winning. We, I just love Patrick Wilson. He's amazing. You know what I just saw a couple What'd days you see? ago? Oh the yeah, Phantom of the Opera. He's awesome in that. He's wonderful. He's great. The man Ooh. can sing. He, he's, yeah, you he's know. got it all. He's full package. Oh baby. Have you seen Hard Candy? No, he's in that. Yeah, I've he's, never he's seen the main that. guy. It's good. We should watch it. Okay, we will. Um, so Patrick Wilson's directorial debut is Insidious: The Red Door. Great, uh, and it does kind of feel like they're like, you know what, Patrick, you've been working in these movies. You paid your dues. You paid your goddamn dues. Fucking you go for to it. Do this. And so there are parts where I can I can see the the beginning of of his like style come through, and there are parts Ooh. where you can see like that he really cared. About, like, I think that the emotional parts of this movie, especially with, like, so Patrick Wilson also stars in it, so he's doing he's doing double duty. But, like, at any of the time where it's kind of, like, going into, like, his complicated feelings and failures as a father, you're like, damn, he, he went for this. He, he's so cool. He's so cool. Uh, but uh, the movie is not good, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, a lot of it is, is held back by the script, which obviously he didn't have anything to do with. Mm. Um... And, you know, just the constraints of, of being a PG-13 horror movie that is, the thir- like, the fourth in in, in a series. Like, yeah. you, it, it's hard to make something amazing out of that. Again, we're flattening everything into Everything's serialized entertainment. Out. There were tons of jump scares. 
Sure, that's what um, people want. They they want and like and like the original Insidious is like, in my opinion, probably like top five top in terms of best executed jump scares ever. Wow. And I, so I'm gonna say I'm a fan of of that particular jump scare in the first Insidious movie. You know, so where do you stand on jump scares? Uh, I mean, I'm not against them in totality. Mm-hmm. Of course, not. I think that the jump scares that I don't like are ones where it's. Uh, where you can like feel a building like that's fine like you should do that but when it's uh, a sudden image and sudden music where it's like I'm only jumping because you physically startled me yeah by like it was quiet and then you played something loud and shut yeah. and flashed an image on screen like of course like that's like an original like screamer remember those from like the early internet where it's like yeah and you're like, ah, like uh, of, of, cor- of course <laughs> oh, they're I scary I'm bringing those back uh, uh, honestly there are sometimes where like a video is too quiet and I'm like I'm afraid <laughs> this is gonna do I'm afraid that screamers PTSD are coming back from that <laughs> from era. screamers yeah uh, um, we should but, get we should do those to the zoomers like we <laughs> We need should. to bring those those things back. I think that the Zoomers should be watching those instead of Skibbity Toilet. No, I disagree. <laughs> we should talk about Skibbity Toilet. It's cinematic in. in its own right. <laughs> um, so, so Insidious 3 has lots and lots and lots of jump scares. There are some things that are visually cool. As all, I think that like there are cool stuff in like the Blumhouse PG-13 horror movies, but it, ultimately it falls pretty flat. Um you can tell that Patrick Wilson also had a pretty heavy hand in the music selection because it's like a lot of like dad rock that cool. ends up in there, which is like, cool. That's that that's that's neat. I like that. You know, real quick, I'll just say about jump scares. I don't like, yeah, again, I don't have, a, I'm not opposed to them, but if you do like five in a movie. Oh, oh five. This movie has like 15. Oh, I would be so irritated. I would hate that. Well, I would it hate it that. gets to a point where I think you get like it, three. It, it does also wear off after a while. Cause you're like, yeah. all right, okay, okay. I think you get three. I think that you better use those three correctly. Yeah. But like, there's a great jump scare in Jaws, like when the yeah. head oh, appears. Like, one of the all-time great all jump times, scares. There's a great one in Halloween where Loomis is looking out the window yeah. and then like, something falls. And so it's like, yeah. you can use them really, really well. But a, a jump scare doesn't make a movie scary. It just means that they startled you. Yeah. Um. So it, it, so in that way, it's a toughie. But it, in, so, you know, Patrick Wilson, I'm going to give you a thumbs up for A, a for effort. Uh, execution didn't totally get there for me, but I don't think it was entirely your fault. I want to see you do more stuff. I want to see you do anything, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Do whatever you want. I will be there. Uh, but I want to talk about that in conjunction with Talk to Me, which is also oh, yes. a directorial you debut. You were really excited about this film. Really, really excited. Um, it was made for like $4.5 million, which is basically nothing that's so fucking sick it's so fucking sick and it's made like over 50 million at this point love which it. is just like i mean this is yeah, why this is why first time directors can do horror because Be, yeah this because is the they can work with that that can happen yes 100 percent. so it's a it's a it's a it's a duo um and they're first time directing something and it, it women the, men men Two, okay. two, two, uh, two brothers? Two, question mark? Two brothers. They might be two two brothers, and it's just two brothers. Um, <laughs> they, um, the, so I think that what holds this movie back is that uh, it's about teenagers. I don't care about movies uh, about teenagers. Okay, get boo. I know. Boo, it's like everyone boo Rachel. No, it's just like I like your problems are inconsequential to me, and like also I, okay, I'm gonna be very vulnerable to this pod in just a second. Okay, so don't make a face. Um, <laughs> I really think it's because the 
the mode of teenagerdom that is seen in movies is not one that is even remotely familiar to me. In ter- like, mm. I, I was, you know, I, I went to boarding school and I was like, I'm, I'm like very much like a teacher's pet and like I respect my parents. Like I would never step out of line. Like whatever infractions I had as a child were like very minor, I've come to learn. <laughs> um, very, very minor. Uh, and so when like, you know, it's a movie about like, you know, being a teen and like being a bad and like drinking in the part. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Like this isn't relevant. Like I have no like this doesn't do anything for me except I'm for to think of a movie that it that does reflect that because no. that was basically my experience too. Like I didn't do anything fucking <laughs> nothing interesting That's my in beef. high school either. I did all my all the interesting stuff I got up to happened in college for me. Uh, I've never been a part. It's never been, never <laughs> been my scene. I, I'm just not very interesting in that way. I think I'm interesting That's in other ways, true. but I'm not interesting in like a doing party stuff ways. Sure, um, great. And I've heard I read some uh, commentary about like there's so the movie centers around this uh like possessed psychic's hand that was like mummified that's right the trailer was good the trailer is I, i'm gonna watch this movie i'm not a horror guy and I'm you, gonna, you should you should I'll watch, watch it it's film. like 90 minutes it's great great um and it centers around that and so it's getting passed around at this party and you know i won't go into like the full details of the plot whatever because everyone should watch this movie but the way it gets like it's like people like sitting down and like using it and like kind of like makes you feel like crazy and like make your eyes go crazy whatever and i read some commentary <laughs> on it that were like this like it reminded me the person who was writing this of like doing whippets in high school in that like oh. and I was like yeah I've never done whippets so it's like I, I would never have drawn that connection well, at all I've, you're a whippets guy because I've you're a done fish whippets. guy <laughs> let me tell you that makes me want to see this film I think, I think it's a movie about whippets it's, doing, cool. it's about doing whippets when you're depressed um, so oh, so there's man. that but I think like in terms of the craft of this movie excellent music uh, a couple of well earned jump scares I think it could have gone I'm I'm always going to tell a, a horror movie to go further in sure. showing me fucked up shit. Is R? Yeah, it's an R rating movie. Okay, thank great. god. Um but there's like there's a good dose of fuck I, I think that this is a movie that appeals to kind of both sides of like people who aren't into horror or like or like are open to it but just like not super into it right. and horror me. nuts because it go like there are moments where you're just like damn that's 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 insane like that's like a fucked great. up thing to show but it doesn't do so much of that that it's repellent to, okay, great. to non-horror you've buffs. totally sold me I'm gonna watch this Thank movie you so much. very soon yeah. I'm putting it moving it to the closer to the top of my list yeah. and I'll be, B- I'll be it up streaming there. it as soon as I can. It's great. Okay, honestly, I feel like my job here is done. Great. <laughs> because I you've already, you to watch you've talk convinced to me. me. Maybe you've convinced someone out there in our listening <laughs> watch, audience. Watch talk to me. That's yeah, what so this pod is about. We evangelize for the movies. And that's Evangelion. what we've just done. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we should shift to one we both saw. Okay. Uh, which was one of our most anticipated movies of the summer. Oh, indeed. And uh, it's really not summer slop. Uh, this is no. this is summer high top shelf. Yeah, top, summer top um, shelf, or at least it aspires to be, and yeah. that is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Part One again. <laughs> everything is flat. Everything is not. You can't just make a movie now. Everything has to be part of a larger series. Mission Impossible: uh, Which Dead is Reckoning one of my criticisms of this film is that it feels it, very incomplete. It to feels me. very incomplete. Um, also, I I think that I want to talk about the meta of it for for a second. Yeah, please. 
didn't do as well as I think people were anticipating because it's, you know, Tom Cruise had an incredible success with Top Gun Maverick. It's, a, it's a Mission Impossible movie. Mission Impossible Fallout was one of the best Mission Impossibles. Uh, so I, I think, think most people, people were, would consider it probably one or two. Yeah, in exactly. In terms of like high up on the list. Um, it's just really, honestly, what that comes down to is whether you're a De Palma head or not. <laughs> if you're not a De Palma head, you think Fallout's the best one. Yeah, which I, you know um, what, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and this did I recently rewatched three and yeah. it's fucking actually kind of interesting. Okay. Like right. I would recommend Who revisiting three. three. Uh, strangely enough, a like pre notability to a certain extent. Um, I'm going to get the name and we'll edit this pause out. He did super eight. Help me out here. He did star Trek. He did some of the new star Wars. JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams directed mission impossible three. He sure fucking did. That's insane. Is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? It's the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's also the one that is least reliant on big action set pieces. There's a lot more like Tom really like going there emotionally. Oh, um, it has Michelle Moynihan. And Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, and like Maggie Q and then a, and Ving Rhames, but who looks like very different. Ving, Ving Rhames, Rhames has had a, has had a transformation over yeah. the years. He's, he's, he's had many different looks. But yeah, so quick, yeah, pit, quick pit stop to discuss the fact that I think Mission Impossible 3 is very underrated and wow. you should revisit it. Okay. It, the opening scene of Mission Impossible 3 is one of the most compelling wow. openings of any of them. You know, just as I sold you on Knock Me, you just sold me on Mission Impossible 3. Great. I'm so great. I'm so grateful that ha- that happened because, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's J.J. Abrams doing what he does, what he used to do best, which is just making a very tightly constructed just genre, like movie. genre. It's yeah. Like, he's brought in to do the job on this like piece of intellectual property. And he's like, God damn it. This, you know, this ship's going to hold water. Yeah. You know, it, you're not going to be like, wow, so inventive, mm-hmm. but boy, will it be fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> boy, will it be, will you be entertained and probably never think of it after that? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm thinking of it. You're I'm thinking, thinking of it right now. now. Yeah. But anyway, Mission we're not Impossible, here to talk about Mission that. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part one. Uh, I uh, did not, I hated and this is a disagreement that we had coming out of the theater, hated Haley Atwell's character. Oh, come on. Well, okay. Here, okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is, I'm biased. Because she's a beautiful because woman. she's so hot. It, it's true. It, like, it, it's true. And she's, she is like a movie star. Just in terms yeah. of like, her as an actor, Haley Atwell yeah. is a charisma bomb factory. Yeah. I love what she does. I think she needs to be in a bunch of other stuff. I think she's an absolute star. Yeah. And I'm so glad she's getting to show that on a, a non-TV sure. thing. Non-Marvel thing. And non-Marvel thing. Because uh, I recently rewatched uh The First Avenger. The First Avenger. Uh, don't ask me why. And um, <laughs> confidential. And she's like She's trying. She's trying hard in that and like but like her character's dumb in that too, because she's like, I wanna <laughs> fuck you, Captain America. Like really obviously in front of like all her subordinates. And it's just like, ma'am, you cannot act this that's way. That's showing at work. dominance when you're around these other men. She's like, that's the one I want. Yeah. It will never be you, Tommy I, Lee and the Jones. Thing is, is like it's so stupid, but <laughs> Haley Atwell's so good. Yeah, and, and, and so beautiful. And similarly, I think I'll now let you speak on the problem you had with her character. <laughs> which uh, I ultimately agree with. Just so dumb. Just so dumb. She makes no sense. I swear, I swear to God, if you go back and watch this movie, every single thing that happens wrong in this is a direct result of her actions. And because she makes the worst choice and her every failure to thing. listen to Ethan Hunt, <laughs> listen to him. In the character's defense, like what if you can't trust anyone? Which is like what the movie. I don't trust is, the like, man who saved your life multiple times. Well, and you don't trust the man who's like. 
like his raison d'etre seems to be like protecting women. I mean, you know? like, I, I would the, try, in this case, in this this case where my is... life is in danger, that's what I would trust. You ever see that picture of the guy from Catfish, like Neve in, yeah. the, in the elevator being like, I will protect all women in this <laughs> elevator. That's Tom Cruise in yeah. this film. It's about, I don't want any women to die. I, I get so mad when women die. And what I also like about it is it makes that sort of like legible text, which has always been like subtext. Basically, yeah, of all yeah. the previous movies, it's just like, hmm, women tend to die around this guy. And now you've got three women around you. And spoilers, spoilers for De- uh, Mission Impossible Dead Working Part 1, uh, Rebecca Ferguson dies. Yeah, she doesn't and get also, anything Tom to do And also, Tom Clementiev dies. Yeah. Uh, so, and also, you know what? I will say, the Rebecca Ferguson stuff is also did not help my feelings about the Haley Atwell character. Because I was like, I want to see Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, because she's so awesome. She's we're, so we're awesome. We're a huge Rebecca she, Ferguson And also, like, in this here. movie, she's a badass. Yeah. And just, like, very And in the cool. Fallout, she was a badass. She's, like, yeah. she's a character we had invested stuff yes. into. Yes, and then you're just like, oh, you're killing her off because because this movie can't have more than one woman around I, To put this in wrestling terms, this is like when a wrestler we all really like should be getting a push, yeah. but they're just not pushing them because they're pushing someone else and like yeah. they just don't have room on the card. And it's yeah. just like, but we need Rebecca Ferguson yeah, to be getting a push. Yeah, but there's room for her. They're but like, she's getting a push in Dune. In Dune, so We don't need to fun. push her anymore. We want to uh, push Haley but this Atwell. Is, but part of Haley Atwell's push is because it seems evident that this character is going to be running the Mission Impossible franchise once Tom Cruise steps away from the lead role. Oh, what is this? What are you hearing this? Is this your just your Oh, that's just, I mean, that's just my speculation. Just in terms of like... Cite when, your sources. When they induct her into the society, they do like all of the music and everything. And it really feels like you're, you're going to be... Also, she is like... In parts of this movie, the main character. Yeah, it's very Haley Atwell heavy. Very Haley Atwell heavy, and I think that combined with that, plus there's the the guy, not the main guy, but the guy, the the other support U.S. government guy, uh, who is who is kind of like, huh, like learning about this. Yeah, who the fuck is? You know what I'm talking about? Well, apparently, so like again, the Mission Impossible series, like it's it's those type of movies that you watch, and despite the fact that you like them, you forget everything about them. Literally everything about them, which is why we're not even really going to get into it. But like, um, I had thought. That that guy, that like the sort of main baddie in this. Oh, one. the main. I'm talking about someone else. But oh, like, who are you also, talking about? I'm talking. So you know that there was like the two U.S. government guys that were chasing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. there's like the main, the the gray-haired one, and then like the dark-haired one, and, and the dark-haired nut- one who's younger, and he was like kind of like learning about the the, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of like. Um, Older men. There's a lot of older movie. men, which is like, yeah, keep that like, going. Yeah, I like that. We like Tom to see wants it. People to age up with him, and and yeah, it, it's happening. But yeah, the main bat, which is like, so having not seen a bunch of the Mission Impossible movies, I was like, oh, I just didn't see this part. He's never been in any no, exactly. Of them He's never been in any of them, and <laughs> the neither. The movie yeah. treats it like they're like, you oh, remember this? Remember right? this? It was a very important thing that happened in <laughs> Ethan Hunt's like, life, and I was like, yeah, I do. I do remember that. That was in one of them, you know, and that was that was emotionally relevant to me at the time. And then I like was told by my roommate, like, no, he's never been in any of the other movies. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I will say it is very funny that the movie gaslights you into thinking that it really did happen. Yeah. Uh, you're like, okay. I, I mean, honestly, respect in some ways. Well, I think my biggest problem with this movie, as opposed to other Mission Impossible, because it's not the best one. It's good, but it's not the best one. Well, I mean, also, I mean, I will say. 
it's 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 a good movie. It's a good movie. I, I enjoyed myself in the theater. But there's a lot of like establishment. Like a there's a lot of talking. I mean, even in this like film, and the film does not trust like you to follow its narrative. There's like two prologues almost. There's yeah. like there's the Soviet ship submarine one, which I which I thought was very cool. It was good. But like I liked I, it. I love Soviet shit, so of course I'm going to sure. be into that. I'm a simp. But then there's the second prologue, which is the classic Ethan's in a disguise. Yes. Bit. Which was probably my favorite. One it was of my great. Scenes, it was it? it was so yeah. fun. Also, so that guy, the Ethan in the Disguise guy, he's never been in anything before. They just yeah. found a cool dude. They were just like, this guy's gonna look cool in these glasses. In the and trailer. he did. And he did. And he truly, truly did. Um, yeah, but there was just like way too much talking in this. Probably there was so much talking. B- born of the fact that a the the movie didn't trust his audience to understand what was going on, so it felt they need to re-explain oh my God, plot it, concepts had to re-explain over and the, over and over. The anomaly over and the, over. The entity, over, excuse the, oh, the entity, me, which is, sorry. again, another trend in things that we're finding is that artificial intelligence yeah. is a... Yeah, this uh, is a movie that's worried about AI. Yeah, uh, and we're going to be seeing a lot more of those. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of explaining, But also a because lot of there, there's another movie. And so they're like, we yeah. have to establish yeah. everything in this one so that in the next do one we can just go balls out with actual sex. Did Vanessa Kirby survive this movie? I think so, yeah. I think she's alive. Yeah, there she's are a lot, lot of hot women in this. A lot this. of hot women. Everyone's doing a good job. Tom Cruise, of course, as always, is it's doing d- a great there's job. There's a great... Uh, they give him a lot of classic running sequences, which is like, great, that's what I want to see. Cool locations. The, uh, cool it's in the trailer, but like the bit where he's... When he launches over the cliff... Mm-hmm looked horrible to me like I, it was it was so obviously like, like it was done on a green screen what oh it looked so like when he comes off the cliff yeah he, but they didn't do that on a green screen no he did like they're they're on like a runway like he did like a jump there but like that actual like that actual shot is is green screen he's on the motorcycle for real and he's on like a runway but it's like a steady runway and We're then, gonna fact check this. Uh, okay, all right, okay, fine. Well, because I thought the whole, the whole part of the marketing images. <laughs> I've seen the images, but you know, well, I, I'll do a thing where I jump like boop boop. Like there'll be a little music that <laughs> yeah, plays, yeah, and okay. it'll be like, I admit that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> about that one we spared shot. you all this arguing <laughs> just know that the point was that rachel was right yeah. about what we were talking and about. doctor movies was wrong um great but uh uh palm clementief is great in this uh she's you know, dressed like gerard way and i fucking yeah. love it <laughs> she's great and it, it's and people really responded to her yeah the character is not written to be like particularly cool it has um, hardly any lines but she's very charismatic yeah <laughs> excuse me so Doctor Movies just said, "Oh, like I'm so high," and then immediately lit the joint up again. So this is this chill pod. This is this, this is, is our chill. Pod. This is our chillest pod of the year. Yeah. We're allowed. Yeah, exactly. That's a good uh, way to describe it. The chillest pod of the year, not the biggest party of the summer. Um, <laughs> you know how I knew Palm Clementine was a star? How? Against my will, I was forced <laughs> to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy again, don't holiday ask. special. Don't ask. And. She's so good in it. She's like, so good. She had like five genuine laugh out loud guffaws. Mantis, her as Mantis is delightful. She's so good. Yeah. Um, like again, another person who Tom Cruise instinctively knows. He just knew. He's a charisma factory yeah. and it gets, he gets these guys. The sequences of her driving like the huge like tank SUV thing. Yeah. Uh, we're also, I just just like huge car, little woman and she's driving the shit yeah. out of it. Let's go. Yeah. All the action sequences deliver. I just wish that there had been less talking around them yeah. and explaining of the, the eternal key MacGuffin. The, um, the, the entity and but the there is, but there is the also a key, but there's yeah. two keys. There's two parts to the key. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, because there's two movies. But then there's a fake key. And they even say, Get, getting the key is just the beginning. <laughs> God damn it! There will be Dead Reckoning Part 2. Part 2. And then apparently they're making more after this with Tom Cruise. Which Do you is know like, what Dead Reckoning is? Obviously not. Okay, it's a way to navigate... From the Soviet sh- stuff, where it's like yeah. they're doing it via Dead Reckoning without being visible on radar. Right. Yeah. It basically means like you're 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 devising where you are in the sea by like pen and paper based on like velocity and previous point of origin as opposed to with with uh, like I GPS. Think, I think that after the second movie, we're gonna have to go back and say, how does this apply? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they just thought that phrase sounded cool because because the the concept does. of it is not particularly like sexy. No, it's, it's like but, a math thing. But Dead Reckoning sounds extremely sounds cool. Dope. So yeah, it sounds fucking metal as fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, so we really enjoyed this. Highly anticipated. I am excited for the next one. I hope that Haley Atwell isn't a fucking dumbass in that too. And ruin like people die because of her in this. The movie also could have been over in the first 20 minutes if she had just done what she was told. I'm not saying women need to listen to men, but in this case, this woman needed to listen to a man. Badly. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope someone fucks. No I one ever fucks in the Mission Cruise Impossible. Box. He'll never fuck. I don't need him to fuck. Uh, have you seen Vanilla Sky? Oh, that's right. You know, the Vanilla Sky, what an interesting case. What an interesting like, Because I study. think that the first, like, 120 minutes of that movie are awesome. And then the last two of them are like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the last two of them feel like... You didn't know how to end this movie. Well, you were doing a different thing you, than what I what thought. I thought you were watching this whole time. Yeah, like, wow. That's a that's a relic. Everyone go watch Vanilla Sky. Yeah, you convinced me to watch it, and I'm glad that you did. Because, yeah, yeah it, it's it's something... It's interesting. It's it's trying. It's it's doing Lord, a it's lot trying. of stuff. Lord, it's trying. <laughs> I don't know. What else do you have to say about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part that's 1? That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, we, we, we've all done all the Mission Impossible uh, discourse. Sure. We have nothing to add to that. Yeah cool action go go i mean watch it yeah for sure why don't you tell us about the flash all right i would love to tell you about the flash i watched the flash last night streaming on max um cool cool uh obviously david had no interest in seeing this in theaters whatsoever uh not only honestly like the ezra miller stuff and like what like their criminal life is obviously like horrible but had no impact on me wanting to see it or not it was just like i know this is gonna suck shit so i'm not gonna go into the movie theater to watch this like every clip i saw of the movie (laughs) was like it induced in me like full body tension yeah like just Ugh. Yeah, just 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 an icky feeling, that and you know what? So Everyone else felt that way too because this movie lost over two hundred million dollars for fuck Warner. Yeah, it's just like that. That part feels good that though. Feels so good. Yeah, fucking bleed money. And and having watched the movie, uh, the only reason that I can imagine that they release this is because they're like. We got to recoup something. We got to try to get something it out of this. It is a disaster. It's a disaster. What are like? Why what the can't fuck is going on there? Run! It's it's as bad. It's as bad as what's happening to Star Wars. It's it is as bad. A hundred percent. This one also had you know. So James Gunn moved from being a Marvel director to now like running. They're the hoping DC he can be their Kevin Feige. Yeah, and so when he came over, this movie was like about to come out, and he. I mean, obviously, you can't listen to a studio head about anything, but he was like, this is like, this is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Like, this rivals The Dark Knight. 
It looked it looked worse than a video game. It looked when people worse say than, that it's also you know. like probably like seventy to eighty percent completely animated. Like even scenes where they're just walking around, like and they're wearing like the flash suit. It's animated. Like it's it's like it's crazy. It is so visually abhorrent. It's a it's a time travel and also a multiverse movie. Oh, it's doing both of those things, which is just, like just give me a bunch of facts about it pick, so I can pick be a struggle. Disgusted. Um, uh, I, I I don't know like, where even to start with this. Um, oh, uh, it turns out that Barry Allen or whatever the fuck his name is, yeah, he's his name. he's a Latino king. Uh, so that's a part of this. Uh, his his mom is like a beautiful Latina woman. Um, but Ezra is Ezra Miller? I don't think so. <laughs> I do okay. not believe so. so okay. But that's how it is. Um, huh. So they have Kara in here, which is like Supergirl. Um, and she's played okay. by Sasha Kaye. I think that's how you say her last name. Gorgeous. This is my favorite part of the movie. Any scene where you get to see her looking so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of gives me Rhea Ripley vibes a little bit. So okay. I like that. Yeah, I know you're kind of interested you know, in watching uh, this movie uh, now. Uh, 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 just perked up. They, you know, dragged Michael Shannon's ass back into this. He seemed... I watched an interview with him where he seemed resentful that someone reminded him he had appeared in it. To be fair, he was just fair. like, it, it's oh, awful. like it's I, terrible. like, I, and I don't know that he was ever in any physical location other than a green room. There's no way. There's no fucking way. Based on any of the footage. All of his scenes are also like on like the big battlefield, which is just like, it is completely flat. flat White landscape. Oh, it is, it is, it is ass. It is pure ass. But in this movie, he off screen kills Superman as an infant uh, to, to, to suck up his blood so that they can make more Kryptonians. I don't know. Stupid. Stupid stuff on that. Really dumb. Uh, you know, they have... If you think that's cool, They got Michael suck. Keaton Batman in this. They've got Ben Affleck. Uh, They've got George Clooney old. Batman in this. All right, and so this is going to be my, my major beefs of the movie is Michael Keaton Batman is the primary one in this movie. They give him all sorts of action scenes and like karate fighting and all this. I'm like, that's not what Michael Keaton Batman ever did. This is True. not accurate. Yeah, he just kind of sort of just like shuffled around. He's shuffled, and like, That's movie so overrated, by the way. Let's <laughs> stop down and want for me to hate on the first Batman movie. People are like, it's actually so good. It works as a silent film. It's Tim Burton's emerging studio. It's lame. Jack Nicholson. It's it's bad. It's a stupid movie. You're, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the one with Danny DeVito and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer because mm, seen that that, it's fun. Uh, that's also Michael Keaton, but that's like really the only one that's kind of worth it of his. But he's the primary Batman in this. They have him do I'm Batman lines all the time. I think that this is a case for your marketing team should not market things in such a way that when the audience is watching the film, you're going to think to yourself, you're wasting my fucking time. I already know it's Michael Keaton. You already spoiled Uh, that for me in all of the marketing materials. Why the fuck would I give a shit about this? So what was the deal? Did like the actors, like is George Clooney actually in this or did he just allow his face to be? No, he's actually in this because he's, he's in this as Bruce Wayne for, uh, uh, 65 seconds at the very end of the movie. Uh, because Barry Allen returns to normal after doing all of the time. And, uh, it's pointless to do you criticize. Think they gave him a million dollars to do that. I mean, I wouldn't have done it for any less if I were him. Seriously. Because fuck no, fuck off. 
Um, so that happens like so and the, the movie is so tonally inconsistent. So there's like the baby murdering. There's the fact that his mom was like brutally stabbed to death and they think that his dad did it. And so his dad's in prison. What? Uh, but then it's just like kind of like going back goofy back and forth of like, but isn't this so funny? There's like the baby scene with the microwave and the baby's falling out of the, the, the hospital. I, w- I will say that scene happens like at the beginning of the movie. So if you just want to see that, watch like the first 10 minutes and you'll kind of see the highlights uh, in, in that way. Um, it's all like you're supposed to be taking it serious and there's like trauma and like letting go of the past but then there's just like uh, also like poop jokes like don't put those things next to each other please doesn't Wonder Woman I saw this clip where Wonder Woman shows up for a second she's also in like in second. a green room yep. and it's just like bye I'm going back to yeah, Israel she's, she like she like whips him up with the with the whip of truth or with a lasso of truth yeah oh yeah and he's just up. like oh I, he's like I, 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 I'm, I'm far too much I've of an egomaniac with a woman He's uh, like, I've never ever say thank you. And then Ezra Miller gets wrapped up in it and like they go, I know what the concept of sex is, but I've never had it. Well, I can't believe I said that. And, she, like, and Gal Gadot's like, oh, she's like, oh, all right, you bye. are sexually humiliated in front of me. <laughs> and then she just jumps away into the sky. Nice suit. Looking good, Flash. Well, uh, thank you. And you are welcome. My ego's far too big to say thank you to someone else. <laughs> I developed this all-powerful persona to compensate for my childhood trauma. I too have childhood trauma. The lasso of truth never gets old. I'd do a lot better just giving all my money away. If I really want to end crime, I should end poverty. I know sex exists. I've just never experienced it. Well, I have to run. Always a pleasure. a metaphor for gothic literature there was just no way to recover from that just like yeah. yeah gross gross Gr- gross and bad and and, and sucky and it, again like ben affleck is in this as like doing batman stuff for at least part of it oh my god and, release him but he's also like animated in most of it like you can like most of this stuff is like he's on the batmobile riding oh. around it's just an animated sequence Guys, like, I'm so, can we talk about something yes ben affleck is at risk <laughs> of what suicide like i think that ben affleck has clinical depression and this stuff is not helping he's with j-lo now so maybe that i know and i'm really happy for him like i'm a big like this is a for on at least on a doctor movies side i'm a big matt damon and ben affleck apologist all right fair enough um at least the internet is now talking about them being lovers so that's good yeah bring that back in and I just feel like every time Ben Affleck does this, he's like relapsing. You know? and it's just like, Ben, this, this isn't like going to make you happy. Yeah, like this isn't going to make you happy. You don't, you don't actually like this. This really bums you out. Yeah. Like all the press around this. And he very evidently doesn't, doesn't like this. Jeremy Irons is in this for a little bit because he's Alfred, as you probably maybe remember. Um, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's bad. It's also two and a half hours long. Um, and... Uh, there was a point where I like I paused the movie to like get a drink or something and it was like there, there's 45 minutes left how can this possibly go on Gross. and and yet it does uh, Jason Momoa is in a uh, post credit sequence to, for Aquaman why are these, stuff like I why are these people doing this ironclad contracts of some sort I have to assume it's just like at the end of like so like back in the day when um, they signed artists to 
things they'll do it for like multi-album deals yeah and like an artist would like be estranged from his label and he would just like release like three greatest hits compilations with like one original song because like, I have per, to put something out there legally. you know legally we have to give them one original song and like just to get out of the contract that feels like what Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck are just and Gal Gadot and all in. these people are yeah. doing just like they said we have to be in these movies I'll, I'll come I'll come to set for one day you get me for one day and that's it otherwise yeah. I'm fucking leaving and it's it's just it, it's horrible every part of this no no part of this movie works I think that you know it's it's useless to criticize uh time travel multiverse movies in terms of like internal logic because it's just like whatever that that's kind of part and parcel with dealing with stuff like that like there's going to be just like weird inconsistencies I don't really give a shit there are a handful of movies that do it and feel airtight about it but if you're not good about it I honestly I don't care I I, I simply don't care but when I was watching it uh I was reminded uh first with uh with a musical cue some of the music sounds like the x-men movie music okay and i love those x-men movies yeah um and because do you i really do i would love to talk about that sometime okay i hate, I hate that they are directed by a piece of shit sex pest awful, oh yeah also awful, awful a little person. worse than a sex pest i think yeah like uh, uh just like a, a, a rapist s- yeah, a rapist not <laughs> a, a sex pest he is a rapist um However, they're pretty good. Um, but I was, you know, it's a time travel movie and it's like folding in actors you know. And also, you know, in The Flash, they have Nicolas Cage in it for a little bit. They like show a bunch of like the other multiverse of like Supermen and all of that other stuff that I don't care about. But uh, it, really so I watched this morning, I watched uh, X-Men Days of Future Past because that's also a time travel movie that is also, right. that is like a little bit multiverse adjacent. And it's also working in old... It's all, and that's old also hands. what I was saying. Yeah, working in old hands, but does it in a way that like feels natural to the story, um, and uh, it, and it's also based on like a pretty classic X Men story. Well, the Flash you, is based sort of on the Flashpoint, like that like storyline. I mean, I don't read yeah, comics something. Or that, something it sounds like that sucks. Something that sounds sorry, DC fans, <laughs> yeah, but, like, but it sorry. sounds like it fucking sucks. It sounds like nerd shit to it me. It sounds like nerd shit. I don't care about any of that. But you know, I I shouldn't. It, it sucks when you're watching a movie and you're like. Ah, I want to watch the movie that this is reminding me is better. And yeah. I want to go do that. So I had a bit of a palate cleanser watching X-Men Days of Future Past. And you know what? It's really good. It does speedster stuff better because it has Quicksilver oh. in it. It does it, incorporating like the new actors and the old actors better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the music is better. The effect, It looks so much better. Like the effects are so much better. And it's like... A decade old, maybe at this point, uh, if not, if not even more. Yeah, um, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, isn't it? Jennifer, which is like that's my only big issue. With okay. It. No, no, no. I, I have a good reason. I have a good reason. The reason is Rebecca Romaine as Mystique in the first three X Men movies is it, it is incredible. Like mm. has the physicality. Ha, like she does. She has like her makeup is way more hardcore, and like the prosthetics that they use are way more hardcore. And, and and Jennifer Lawrence, honestly, like Days of Future Past, I think she's kind of in it. By the time they get to X Men Apocalypse, she's like, "Don't fucking put me in any of that shit." I'm just I'm a gonna, serious actor. I'm a serious actor. Don't don't make me put on the blue paint and don't make me say any of this garbage. But I I I just I don't prefer her as Mystique. I also don't like Jennifer Lawrence very much. But like. This, what a perfect segue, Rachel. But this is really because I went Rebecca Romaine. Go ahead. What Talk to me segue. about this shit that I refuse to watch. I know that I would hate it. So why would I fucking watch this? No hard feelings. No. Folks, we're bringing rated R rom-coms back. We are absolutely and America's not. sweetheart 
J-Lo. We're is not doing in sex comedies again, lead. you guys. We're not Fuck doing you, it. Fuck you, Rachel, you piece <laughs> of shit. No <laughs> one agrees she with does you. Full frontal, though. And I, I, she know, goes full frontal. Yeah, you know, respect on that. Yeah, respect. I uh, guess. And so one of the best she, scenes she in the movie. She suplexes someone, right? Yeah, she like fu- she like gets in like a real like knockdown, dirty fight. Yeah, but with, just with, fully with naked with like a teen on the beach. Yeah. Uh, she just kicks his That's ass. all I know about it. That's all I want to know about um, it. I don't want to see... I don't want to see fucking. I well, don't want to see... Gross. It's cool. It's problematic. I, You're canceled. Uh, oh, whatever. You've been canceled. I laughed a ton. This is beef pod. I laughed <laughs> yeah, a ton. Turn beef pod. I, it was really funny. The guy they got to play the young kid yeah. is great. Uh, he's a good singer and pianist. There's a really... <laughs> there's a beautiful scene in the film where, like... <laughs> It's good. It's like, okay, let me go through some things I liked about the this. The only way you could get me to watch this movie is if you had, if you put cash in my hand. Oh my God. And I could watch what it at you're home. You're being such a baby. <laughs> no, it's I just. It's a fun movie. We I, got Matthew I, Broderick. We got. You know what? Fuck Matthew Broderick. I don't like him and I don't like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think that movie blows Whoa. shit. It's awful. Whoa. This movie has nothing for me. No Hard Feelings has nothing I could possibly be interested in. The only thing that will happen if I watch it is I'll be even more mad than just talking about it. Unbelievable, you guys. So go ahead. Say whatever you want. You will You, you will never get this? me. You will never get me. <laughs> never. This is so fucked up. <laughs> like, th- this is so out of pocket. There's no reason to be like this. This is... This is all your internalized feelings. Uh, you are being not an objective viewer right now. You I like are. comedies. I just don't like sex comedies. I don't like things that are crude. It's not like it's not like the chive. Like it's <laughs> it's got heart, you know? Like okay, this is not I hate American that even pie. More. I hate it when you're like, oh it's a good it's got heart. Fuck off. Well, they do a good job. I'm sure they don't, actually. <laughs> no, but oh you god. really like this because I don't know because you have brain Paranormal. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. It was jeez, wow. It, who who plays who plays the the kid's mom? I don't remember, but she's great. Probably a milf. No, no, a regular looking woman. That's not this movie's Reg- raison. Regular looking women can be milfs too. What well, the fuck's wrong with you? You I don't support looking- women at all. Come In on. fact, you don't support them at all. It seems like you're the one who doesn't because you're just one of these irrational Jennifer Lawrence haters, which, <laughs> which popped up, you know, around. You also have an irrational hatred of Emma Stone. I love Mother, so I don't hate everything Jennifer Lawrence. I love Mother. Uh, you're, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna get called out eventually for, <laughs> for this what? for your misogyny. Oh yeah, my misogyny for not wanting to be annoyed. Oh my. Yeah, also fuck Emma Stone. J-Lo is great. We're lucky to have an actress of her caliber and (laughs) in a movie (laughs) like this. I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's having fun and doing what she wants and showing her body on her terms. And I wish she had shown her body. Showcasing her comedic chops and really elevating a a really decently done rated R rom-com with a lot of great performances and fun sequences and laugh out loud hijinks you make me sick <laughs> fuck you that description makes me sick yeah nothing for me nothing well, for everyone me go one. out and watch no just to spite me <laughs> yeah what is it called no, no hard, hard feelings. feelings just to fucking spite rachel on this god fine it, that's your own fucking funeral jesus christ <laughs> beef pod beef pod uh all right well didn't really get to talk about that one a lot. Uh, 
I'll talk about bottoms. Next. Yeah, fuck this movie too. Uh-oh. I hate Rachel Senon. Uh-oh. Fuck her. Okay. I have no interest in this one either. You, I would never. I would never watch it ever. Oh my god. Oh my god, <laughs> guys. Misogyny pod. This podcast is going to get canceled. I came in terrified to talk about this film. <laughs> Like being like, oh, I'm going to have to tread lightly around what I say because, you know, it's got a lot of stands. It's got a lot of, um, you know, like we no, I just talked dropped earlier, a fire identity politics happening. You know, it's like a, a queer, uh, female directed, female written, uh, raunchy, R rated teen uh, comedy. Yeah. So those last few um, words that you said, that guarantees that fuck no. It's, uh, wow. I would. Yeah, I, I intended to tread lightly here, but <laughs> Rachel has set off the mob. Yeah, yeah. They are going to if if any if more than Pitchforks, twenty people torches. ever listen to this podcast, we will be fucking dragged to, into filth. It's true online. But you know what? I'm I'm not afraid to stand up for what I believe in. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Well. I guess we can just go into this one <laughs> generally. I thought it was pretty. I, I also laughed out loud quite a few times during this. I think everyone involved, uh, Io Adiberi, Adiberi, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Io yeah. is a, having a real moment. It, I mean, she's she's in everything right now, yeah. and it seems like everything she's in. She's in I is think a you hit. should leave. Yeah, like she's really her Q score is through the roof, and of course, good for uh, her. Uh, Sanat's has been ascendant for a time, and well, people like Shiva Baby by Boo. Emma Seligman. Uh, yeah, um, it, here's here's what I think. Here's where I th- share maybe a little bit of your cynicism, <laughs> and maybe it's just professional jealousy. But um, <laughs> there is, you know, the, these emerging millennials who are finding success. Um, a lot of them have an online history. Mm-hmm. that prior emerging or certain other emerging uh, millennial artists do not. Yep. And whether or not you... I mean, if like Rachel Sennett, for example, like was a primarily online person. Yes. And then made the jump. She made the jump, yeah. And doesn't really post anymore because that's what... And same with Io. Yeah. Uh, one, they posted uh, conspicuously and in large volume. Mm-hmm. Um, and very concertedly, with a lot of effort, for I would say a period of like three years, At and least. then uh, upon provi- finding professional success, immediately ceased to have any online presence. I, I um, you know, a- I gotta say, a- as you do, respect, absolutely, absolutely. It, it if is. You, if you are a celebrity or like an artist of any success, don't be online. We we put things in wrestling terms all the time, but like they were getting themselves over. Yeah. They got over, and they don't. Once you're over, you don't do the things you used to do. Yeah, you, you moved up the card. Yeah, you you don't <laughs> wrestle every week on TV. You don't have to job. You know, um, you don't have to job exactly. So, uh, I think that this movie had enough good in it that I think all three of these women. I mean, they don't need my fucking blessing. Are going to have long, uh, successful careers. Okay. Um, I thought that this movie was kind of unfinished. Mm. I thought it probably needed a couple more bakes in the oven. I don't care whether they've been writing for three years. In terms of like the years. writing, yeah. I yeah. just think that like there wasn't, you needed know. some more passes. Yeah, it needed some more passes. I think it could have been punched up. I think, uh, you know, there was like um, a sort of disaffected, like nothing really matters in the film, which is why I think you might find it actually more tolerable than you think because okay. there is there is absolutely no earnestness in this. Oh, uh-huh. Other than like some brief nods but what to. But about, what about the smugness? Well, it's not, it's not. That's what I think. It's not smug at all. Um, it's it's maybe a little like 
knowing of itself, uh-huh. of its like sort of own meta. Uh, you know, the the women who you know it's doing it's it's being marketed a lot, or at least seems its cause has been seems to have been taken up by sort of online the online queer community. Definitely. And <clears throat> do I think that this movie is like some sort of like hyper authentic great um, representation of, of queerness? No, um, but it is a sort of mundane depiction of queerness, which I think... Which has as much or, of a right to exist. Exactly, as and it, actually yeah. I think is probably, in some sense, a better marker of progress mm. than pretending like... Queer this mediocrity. Is, yeah, this is yeah. so important. It's like, no, there's like yeah. queer mediocrity on this play, or like queer bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're like entering that era. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you know, I think within that, that there is still a lot of... Uh, tipping the cap to identity politics, sure. even within a movie that is cynical about it. Yeah. Um, and starring two people who, not that they should have to say whether they're queer or not, mm-hmm. but have given very mealy-mouthed answers yeah. to, the, to, to that and line I of question. And I think at minimum, like, for um, that because they know as well, that, like, they're queer-adjacent. Yeah. Um, th- there's... They know that there's money to be made There's there. money to be made in preserving that ambiguity. Yeah. And is that cynical? Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, but is the movie cynical in a way that I think is funny? Also, yes. Like, yeah. I think they would probably be not the first to admit it in an interview with Vulture. Uh-huh. But if we were to sit down with these two, these three women, I think they would be more than happy to admit it. Yeah. Knowing, yeah. Th- knowing at least what they've posted. And yeah, sure. About. Um, that so, like, that's a fair assessment. So I, I think, you know, it wasn't my favorite movie, but I did laugh a lot. And I think it does represent. It's not groundbreaking. If you want to think it is, that's fine. But yeah. what it, what it's, what's more interesting is it is relevant. Like it's a, I think it's a very relevant mm. film and I would encourage everyone to go see it. It was also made for like $4 million. Great. You know, so it's also a very Budget should scrappy, be smaller, so I'm glad to see that happening. It's a scrappy movie that yeah. I think um, in terms of its per capita, like scre- like how many screens it's opened on has done yeah. extremely well. Yeah. Um, it's so, had like a, a pretty limited release. It's, yeah, so like yeah. if you're listening to this in anywhere other than New York or LA, you probably won't even have a chance to see it yet. Yeah. Um, but when you do, I would encourage you to. Um, but it'll probably also be on streaming like instantly yeah very because soon because that's, that's how what's things happening work. now yeah um all right so that's bottoms that's bottoms and i think that's the last movie we have on our full movie recap list there were some movies that i wanted to see this summer that i just didn't get around to i really wanted to see and i will see when it comes out on streaming uh the last voyage of the demeter because yeah. i love dracula shit um there's a dracula on this boat the, there's a there is a goddamn dracula we didn't see gran turismo Oh, well, that could be the first trailer we start yeah, with. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead. We didn't see Gran Turismo. Well, we saw the trailer 45 times. Oh, my God. If you have been to a movie theater in the last eight years, you you've have seen, seen this. is like this. the Hotel California fucking movie yeah, trailer. But you can never escape Gran Turismo trailer. Uh, we saw it in IMAX at Oppenheimer. The marketing for this film is baffling. It's like, baffling. Did you know the official title of it is Gran Turismo based on a true story? That's awesome. Hell yeah. They want you to know that a gamer... Became a he went from gamer to racer Are in you, real life. In real life, it's it's true. It happened. Can you believe it? Ain't no stopping me now. <laughs> or what is it? It was like don't don't. It's a Nas song. And it's uh, it's a Neil <laughs> Blomkamp movie. Yeah. Who is just one of those people that like 
I read this uh, very weird interview with him recently where he like kind of rage quit after the interviewer brought up to him like the alien stuff that didn't go forward and kind of talked about like, well, like District 9 was, uh, I have the DVD of District 9 on my shelf right now. That movie is Good movie. fucking amazing. No, yeah. it's it's a five star movie. Oh, wow. No, it, it's awesome. There are, it's, it's flawless. Okay. It's incredible. Whoa. His first movie. Everything else that he's made has been god fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, Chappie. That's Chappie. That's Chappie. Uh, he made a movie called Demonic, uh, which uh, released during the pandemic. Atrocious, atrocious. And now he's South African. And now he's he's strapped to Gran Turismo, which like also is a piece of shit. Like what? I, I, it's it's one of those things where like I, I <laughs> it watch. It looks bad. Where I watch District Nine, and I think like wow, like it has so much vision and like it, he was kind of like considered at that time, like the heir he, to Peter Jackson. Oh, he was like super, super like arriving, super arriving. And then the hype around him was been, huge, but it's like, okay, so is this like a real example of like, of it just being a fluke because he hasn't made anything else even approaching good. Like I, I don't, I feel like at some point, like the proof's in the pudding a little bit, Wow. At the same time, like, I mean, I, I think that he also knows that that's what the deal is, which ha- which makes him, like, really prickly when it comes to this stuff. Because, like, he knows that District 9 is very likely, almost certainly, the best thing he will ever do. And, hmm. it, was his, and it was his first thing. And as an artist, that has to fucking blow. That has <laughs> to just be the worst. Okay. That's a good... That, okay, so I want to segue then yep, go ahead. to... Uh, a director who I feel that that is true of. Okay. They have one good film. All right. And don't cancel me for saying it, but it's Antoine Fuqua. Great, great segue here. Yeah. Because Training Day is Training amazing. Training Day is amazing, although not quite as good as you remember it. I'll no, contend. But, it, but it's really fun. Uh, for Especially for some cringe Latino There's some cringe <laughs> la- There's some cringe stuff in there. The ending is great. Um, yeah, but and of course we love Ethan Hawke and Denzel. Of course. But has Antoine Fuqua made another good movie? And don't say Man on Fire. <laughs> it's not good. I rewatched Man on Fire maybe last year. Awful. That movie is terrible. It's terrible. All, what you like about when you say you like Antoine you Fuqua, like Denzel you like Denzel Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antoine it's Fuqua true. is lucky that Denzel ever. Denzel is like LeBron. He's <laughs> elevating everybody around him, and that's yeah, why we like he's know lucky who J.R. Smith is. That Denzel Washington likes him. But Antoine Fuqua is J.R. Smith. <laughs> the fucking Le- LeBron. LeBron slash Denzel is putting him like, on his fucking back and taking him to the finals. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, is yeah, what yeah. is happening yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's still equalizing. And J.R. Smith hits threes. <laughs> so he's going to have a training day in him. He's going to have a training day. he misses but... a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Come fair, on, Fair, guys. fair. But yeah, I mean, Denzel's still equalizer three. He's still equalizing. He's still equalizing. We love to see old Denzel old De- yeah, I mean, entering like, the Liam Neeson phase of his career. Oh, where speaking he's of just Liam doing, Neeson, you've seen that uh, teasers, teasers? I hope not. another Liam Neeson movie coming out that is called something that starts with an R, but I don't remember what the word is. Uh, but it, it feels like a Taken <laughs> movie to the point that when they revealed... It doesn't matter. I'm not going to look it up. To the point that when they revealed the title, I was like, oh, it's not Taken 4. He's done uh, so many of these. It's like is. him and Bruce Willis with, with like number one and two with a bullet in just, terms just, of just skeezer I, I mean, I will say I do like Liam Neeson a lot. So I do too. He gets a lot, of, but I, I'm never going to watch it's that. It's sad shit. that he's not in like a million silences a year or yeah. whatever. Not that I thought that movie was good, but like it it's was better. a serious Liam Neeson yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, when I, the, so back to, back to trailer talk, mm-hmm. um, Equalizer 3 looks mid. 
Uh, yeah, but, looks, but like, how like can you poop, be surprised? They've like, all been mid. Yeah, so. how they've all been mid. So like, who cares? Uh, is there a trailer that you liked? Oh yeah, let me look. Um, oh, um, well, I liked the Dune two trailer. Unfortunately, uh, we have fuck you Warner been Brothers. Delayed. Fuck you, uh, you pieces of shit. Just yep. give them their deal. Um, so I liked that one. We a liked lot. the Challengers trailer. Oh, we lo- again delayed. Again delayed. But just uh, give me my Zendaya. Zendaya having a moment. Ha- been having a moment for years. Give me Zendaya. What I want. <laughs> I want Zendaya star vehicles that are art house pieces and blockbuster. We want adaptations it of sci-fi epics. Give me that shit. Um, we like that. I- I'm going to I'm going to say one a trailer that I liked for a movie that I know will not be good. The Nun 2. <laughs> I think that The Nun 2's trailer is ex- is an exceptionally good horror trailer. Uh, I also want to know a connection to something we talked about previously. So uh, the Conjuring universe, which mm-hmm. is where the nun comes from. The because nun- there's this is the third universe associated with. So so so, 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 so the nun the nun <laughs> and Annabelle are part of the Conjuring universe, oh and all of the Annabelle movies <laughs> followed there. And so the Conjuring stars Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, cool. and her daughter. Uh, who I think his name is Tessa Formiga is the star of the Nun too, uh, and I. So all, it's like a theater company. <laughs> it's an ensemble that's been together for many generations. Just, just throw it together. The, the the trailer is is scary. I saw it upset people in the theater. So good for them. Great. Um, and you know, it, honestly, it's got jumps. I think the jump scares are fine for trailers. That's fine. Yeah, for me. yeah. I'm pro jump scares and trailers. I love um, the idea of just harassing people. Just harassing who, who people who came to see Barbie. And they like, have ah, to sit ah, through a jump scare trailer, of like the nun's hand reaching out and choking some little girl. Yeah. Um, but the nun trailer is excellent to the point where it's like. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it because the trailer was so good, but I know it's gonna be awful. Sure. On the other hand, uh, the Exorcist Believer trailer oh, that was is a bummer. I got that was me getting bummed out for William Friedkin's memory. I know it's like, why just like just we're gonna like, have a Friedkin pod. Free, we got we're gonna Friedkin pod. Halloween's coming up. We can yeah. do it something timely. Um, the trailer looks awful. I think the movie's gonna be awful. I think that's evidenced by the fact that there is close to zero marketing for it. Mm. Like they know that it's just it just sucks shit. So they're they're kind of stuck with it. So. The I nun, hope it fails. I, I hope it fails too. I'm consigned to the dustbin of history. I'm going to say something really mean. I hope that David Gordon Green never works again. I think he he massacred the Halloween franchise, and I hate that they handed him the Exorcist franchise, which already had enough problems. The fact that the the, the phrase the Exorcist franchise is offensive. It is. It is pretty offensive. Although the Exorcist, so the Exorcist amazing the exorcist 2 dog shit the exorcist 3 amazing and it's just like a genuinely wow. really good movie mm-hmm. um okay. directed and written Tell by me something I don't know. by william peter blatty himself who wrote both legion and the exorcist so um, legion that's the one with paul bettany no, no you're thinking of a different thing legion oh, okay. is is a sequel book to the exorcist and is was also the should be the title for the exorcist 3 because it's only ten it's really it's connected by like one character and you're basically. saying this is good i'm saying it's an amazing movie and i don't mean that in like a bumblebee's an amazing movie well because see here's where i'm at now it's time for me to express a little skepticism Go ahead. because you are very 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 aggressive about the teen uh, Go ahead. comedies and i, I have on, to say i have the receipts i have to say i highly doubt what you're saying Okay, I <laughs> I, I, highly I dare you to look up The Exorcist 3 on Letterboxd right now. Do it right now. 
Do it while wow. we're on air. Do it. This is scintillating radio. Let it's me incredible. fucking see and this. In, an insane uh, uh, George C. Scott role. He's amazing. It's, it's, I do like George C. Scott. It's one of his best performances ever. Uh, music is awesome. Uh, it has it has one of the greatest jump scares of all time. That's we're talking about the jump scares. Got a really good one in there. Um, it is it's 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 like philosophical about like uh, I, I I don't know uh, about like mortality and shit. It's got an incredible Brad Dorif performance who I, I simply I do love. love Brad Dorif. Okay, on the cast. You're convincing me. Okay, look at look. Go I, ahead. Look. I don't know about the. You're saying that quality, but you're gonna eat crow, dude. Okay, let me just look at the letterbox real quick. Uh, oh wow, you're right. Yeah. Some some people who I follow really. Yeah, really it's awesome. It's I have the Blu-ray. I'm gonna make you watch this movie when oh. we watch The Exorcist. We're watching both. This movie is like how to direct a horror movie 101. So it's one incredible. Later. Someone said I, I avoided this, but oh my god! Like uh, okay. okay, I want you. I want to hear you say it again for the second time in one episode. Well, I had to hear a man say that it. I was right. I had to hear a and dude. You were wrong. Uh, I had to. Hear I don't. A dude I don't care about. Me. I don't care about the caveats. I was right, and you were wrong. Uh, it was good. I don't listen to women, <laughs> um, <laughs> unless uh, the unless it's Jennifer Lawrence. Apparently, mm-hmm. wow, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, fuck you. Okay. Piece of shit. All right, next, next trailer. Okay, actually, I'll do another horror trailer since we're on it. Oh, my God. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, this feels like <laughs> this feels like they're trying to capture what they got with Megan. Yeah, like, but with, it's also like, based this off is a of, horror movie, but, but it's, it's also the video stupid. games. Did you there's know that? video game? Oh, there's a bunch of video games that uh, tweens love. This sucks. Yeah. Uh, however, Josh Hutcherson stars in it, and he like lives in Spain or something with his girlfriend or fiance, and just does one of these every once in a while to just keep, just get just get a check and then just go back to living in Spain and hanging out. So whatever, good for him. The movie's gonna be bad, but I don't think hmm. he cares at this point. I think that I think that he he saw what happened with the Hunger Games and was like, that's as far as I'm going. As, as, that's a, that's my ceiling. I, I did it and I don't think that there's stuff for me after this. And I think he called it and is living his best life. <sighs> I got to respect it. I guess I do have to respect it. I'm like annoyed by that. But I, also like, I guess in the way that like you just see a winner and you're annoyed. Yeah, yeah cause you're like, um, I, I also want to be a winner. But yeah. yeah, but it's going to be horrible. But, you know, all the little kids went crazy for it. And there's like tons of like Five Nights at Freddy's lore and okay, shit. Well, great. But it's whatever. For, it's YA then. Yeah, it's for it's babies. It's YA horror and that's fine. Yeah, sure. Actually, um, I'm going to go to the next one because I feel like great. I'm on a roll connecting yeah. things. Go, go, go. Next one is uh, Hunger Games uh, Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. And this is another person who is maybe a little bit in that zone, Rachel Ziegler, who has had a... <sighs> long online presence however yeah she has not logged off yeah has not unlike rachel and io she has not logged off yeah this is a prequel to the hunger games movies i feel like it's way too late i feel like no one gives a shit about it at this point and also the end of the like the end of those movies like it ended as like a wet fart like they weren't good at the end and now that they're coming back like a decade or more on to God, do prequel. Has it been that long? It's been a long ass time, Fuck dude. My life, dude. Um, and it just it it it, it looks sucks. it looks it looks bad. <laughs> and I just, it, it, yeah, when I saw this, I was just like, this this sucks. This sucks. So uh, to take a little higher 
view. Yeah. Um, uh, are we sensing a pattern in these trailers of an impending disaster? Just in terms of, there's a lot of stuff in here that looks like it's going to suck shit and should fail. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of it that is tied to sort of trying to establish franchises. Trying to establish or reestablish and yes. milk. Those are kind of your two your two options. I mean, uh, are we sensing some panic? I mean, the, uh, this I, combined with the strikes. Should right we now? Feeling? I'm looking through the rest of the trailers I have noted on here. Uh-huh. What are you excited for? I mean, two of them... Killers of the Flower Moon, probably. Killers of the Flower... Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for that. It's a great trailer. Um, okay, everything else on my list, aside from one thing, two things... One thing is non-franchise, non-IP. The other one is is a, a biopic. It's the Bob Marley movie. Um, and the rest are... I'll just name it. Go down. These are the ones that I've been seeing. What's the one with the robot kid? With the robot, the kid. robot kid. That's based. That's so. I thought that was going to be based on IP, but it's not. I have no. It's an, clue it's an original screenplay. It's the kid who's a robot with the hole in his head that we oh, saw. Oh, I know. Before Oppenheimer. Yeah, I know what. I I don't remember, but I know, and I remember thinking, I don't want to watch this. Hold on, people are going to get mad if we don't. The robot tell kid. Them the movie. The creator. The creator. John David Washington. Gemma Chan. Ah. Uh. Who, who you've recently oh gotten a lot of exposure to. You are to. hanging... Those two? Yeah, hanging Those a big budget together? sci-fi franchise on Don David Washington and Gemma Chan. Uh-oh. Yep. I can smell the tank from I'm here. I'm not going to say that I think that those two are bad actors. But, but you're not going to say they're good. I don't know that you can rely on them to carry... I think that's fair. A 45-minute magic WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> and that's not gonna work let alone me. a franchise I'm not saying yeah. they don't have their place in the rich hat tapestry of uh marvel entertainment <laughs> but uh yeah i don't want to see that film yeah no no yeah no not not inter- the creator yeah I, I, although i am surprised that it's not yeah ip so it seems like it must be some like forgotten sci-fi novel but it's not yeah. at all apparently wow. it's an original screenplay I only have three left that okay. I want to go through. I'll end on the one that we both wanted to remark on. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't even have to participate in these Great. next two. So the first one that I want to talk about is Haunted Mansion. Uh, I mean, total, disaster, total bomb. Right? The only thing that I want to say about it, nothing to do with the trailer, just wanted an excuse to talk about Haunted Mansion. Why are, okay, people are complaining. Like, why didn't you release it in October? Why didn't you release it actually around Halloween? Because it's the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. The answer to that is extremely simple, okay. and it's that in October through after Christmas, I think actually it, it's there now. This is like September. The Haunted Mansion has a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay that's done for the holiday season. So if they want people to watch the movie and go to the ride, they can't release it during Halloween because that, that version of the Haunted Mansion ride has none of the Haunted Mansion stuff in it. It's all Nightmare Before Christmas. So only almost certainly they released it because they wanted it to come out while people could still go to the parks and experience the actual Haunted Mansion ride. Okay. And so Pause, when, pause, pause. Okay, all right, pause. sure, sure, sure. You started this sentence <laughs> by saying there's an extremely obvious reason. It is an obvious reason. If you thing. know anything about the parks, it's obvious. Okay. So you're telling me that I would have had to know deep theme park no, lore. No, no. You would have to. To understand no. why Disney would choose to release their no, haunted this, man in this picture. This is not deep theme park <laughs> lore. You, you, if, you, if you go to Disney parks anytime between the end of August and the beginning uh, of January, it's, it's haunted, it's haunted mansion Christmas. 
And so, of course, they're not going to be like, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I immediately puzzled this together and I'm sick of pe seeing people online be like, well, why didn't they release it then? It's like, you, you fools. If only you had no life like me, then you would understand. Okay, well, no one should be expected to know that. And also, if you do know that, this is your official mental health check. <laughs> Uh, do you need someone Blink to do a wellness check on no, you? No, we just happen to know about Disney parks. I uh, don't. Don't let me in with you. Well, you know now. I don't. Now you I know. I wish I didn't. Now, unfortunately, you have to live with this knowledge forever. Um, actually, no, I have invited Dr. Movies to go to Disney with me a number of times. I'll go. You have never said yes. I I didn't say right now. You but have I'll go. you have refused every time I've asked. Well, it hasn't been convenient for me, but <laughs> okay, all right, okay. The next movie that I want to talk about, you're gonna hate this one. I want to talk about Craven the Hunter. Oh hell yeah! I'm not, oh, it looked it looked there. Were, I mean, there were abs. We I got saw. we got we got Russell Crowe in this. We got hottie McHot Hot Aaron Taylor Johnson who. Who is, I think, the male Jennifer Lawrence in terms of making men hate him for some unknown reason. So this is something I want to I, I want to talk about with regards to Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that, um, I thought this was going to be a novel observation. <laughs> um, but just like sometimes, like there's a male actor that it's just like women get him over. Yeah, and I think that's what's we, happening. We got with, him over big time with Aaron Taylor Johnson because I don't think like men particularly know who he is or no, care. No, I, I women do. Agree. Women know him and love him. He's so handsome. I think he's incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. He is awesome in uh, the Kira Knightley Anna Karenina movie. He is. Oh, he's yeah. blonde. He's got a blonde mustache. Yeah, he count, he plays Count Vronsky. It's incredible. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I root for all blonde men. <laughs> I root for Ryan Gosling. I yeah. root for you kind of have Liam to. Hemsworth or the, yeah. Hem the all Liam the, the, the I guess both of the them, Hemsworths. but I really mean Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's others. I root for all of them. I root for all blondes. And, and we also root so for, I root for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, Russell Crowe. I want to see yes. Russell Crowe in everything, and he's 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 the dad in this. He seems very satisfied to move to this new phase of his career. Good for him. And I and, and like not like. A bitter about it not not all. bitter like about really just excited. doing shit doing the pope's exorcist yeah uh doing uh thor four yeah. uh doing this like he doing had a unhinged i believe for being kind of a dick but i think i he's, think he's chilled out i think he's chilled out yeah. i think that he made enough money to chill out yeah. uh and also I'm, I'm gonna say it and i know at least one of our listeners agree with me because we talked about it this past weekend mm -hmm. russell crowe is so hot yeah old man sure. russell crowe can get it anytime anywhere okay. it doesn't matter yeah uh so yeah big dick energy i'm psyched out of my mind for craven the hunter yeah i'm really thrilled about it all right the last one that you're gonna <laughs> well, want to trip in i mean i don't know if you should be psyched out of your no mind, i'm psyched out of my mind this is honestly this i'm gonna watch it probably it's not up there but for I, me it's i'm gonna weird. watch it in the same way i watched morbius I'm going to watch it in the same way that I watched Venom, which is with extreme oh, excitement. Oh, interesting. It, I, I think that it's going to fulfill some of that for me. We've I never, hope so. We've never fully understood, I think, about ourselves what <laughs> makes a Venom and what makes a Morbius. It's, be it's a tough line. Is Blade going to be more Venom or more Morbius? I think it's going to be more Morbius. Okay, wow. But, that's a lot but of I optimism. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely going into it optimistic rather than realistic. Okay. I think realistically it's going to be a Morbius, but I want it to be a Venom. And so is Russell Crowe. And we should all maybe take a page out of his book. Let's take a page out of we Russell Crowe's book. griped a lot on this, you know? Like, maybe we should... This one, okay, this next one also might be a gripe, okay. but I kind of feel like, damn, it's crazy that they're making this. The color purple. Oh, I, I do want to talk about this trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah, why is it crazy that they're making it? 
I think it makes perfect sense they're making it. I, the, the, the original film was a hit. The musical was a hit. No, okay, I, I understand that part, but it's like, it's almost like, uh, I, I, I don't, it, it's just baffling to me because the original movie and the musical are held in such high regard. And it just feels like, huh, huh, okay, so you're, ma- and it's, it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And it's like... Well, I, he's not directing this one, is he? He's attached to it in some way. I think he's just part, like an executive producer. Whatever. But... Well, but it makes a difference. Sure, you're right. It does make a difference. That was... I, I, I just snapped because I'm agitated. <laughs> but yeah, but why are you agitated? I, okay, I'm, I'm not... Okay, I'm not mad at it. Do you just it. hate musicals? No, I like... I love Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, actually, I really don't like musicals that much. But, but, <laughs> uh-huh. but there, there are some that I do like. Okay. And the ones that I do like, I'm very passionate about. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. To me, it just... It just it, I, I feel very cynical about it. Why? Why? What's, where is this coming from? Where is this? It's where? coming from like we don't we don't need this. You think it's sappy? You think it's no? What? I have no I have no beef with that. I think that it was fine the way it was. Like, what is this going oh, to bring to it? That oh, sort of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Because I will say, people in the theater clapped. I heard someone cheer. People are excited for the color okay. purple. But I'm well, just well. There's like, your answer. That's but, why they're but doing I, it. No, I mean I I understand the business stuff. Why? Like I get like uh-huh. putting that aside. Okay, can I try to? Please, Tell please, me please what help. I think you're saying please. or help myself understand. Yeah, sure. That you thought or think that the property of the color purple, like the, the literary value of the color purple is being besmirched by a show business milking of every iteration we can do of the color, color purple. Yes, and even if it's Cause, good. Because I sort of agree with you there. And e- even if it's good, my thought is always going to be like, we didn't need this. Like you're not. You're not. Yeah. A, you, I, usually I, the original I, I think, thing is enough. Usually the because like, now we have the book, yeah. movie, movie, musical of the book movie, yeah, and the musical movie musical of the. I see what you. Yes. Okay. And it's just like, like this this iterative process yes. isn't working for me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But like, I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I am sure that it's going to be a good movie. I'm not sure it's going to be a good movie, I have, but, but... I have faith that it's going to be... I didn't say excellent. I have faith that it's going to be good. Like, West Side Story wasn't amazing, but it was it was good. Here's why I think it's going to be good. I think everyone involved in it cares a lot about I, getting I it right. I agree. I think there's a lot going into this that they thought, we're going to do the best we can, at least, to get this right. As they should. Um, and that doesn't always happen That's with true. movies these no. days. Yeah, like it's, it's weird that you can't say that about yeah. million dollar It doesn't always things. feel like they put their best foot forward. But I, I think everyone's going to be trying real hard for this one. And I do think that the base, like the musical itself, is pretty good. No, the, the, the material you know, is the good. The material is Yeah, sure. So I do think it'll probably be good. I will be seeing it. I'm, I'm going to see um, it. And... But I hear what you're saying. But I'm just like, you don't, we don't need, like, I, yes. I, I, I will find. I think I w- it's a valid criticism. I will be surprised if I felt, if I feel like it, if it actually contributes a net positive to the, to the color purple <laughs> to franchise. To the color purple, you pray, yeah, okay, exactly, yeah. That's a bummer to think about. It's a, that, that, that is a bummer to think about, but I mean, like, I, and, and I think that's really the common theme of our entire discussion today. Yeah. That's a bummer to think about. <laughs> where are we fine with this iterative process and mm-hmm. where are we exhausted by it? I think in this case, I feel more fine because I, because again, I think it's going to be of some quality, but because it's, because 
because the original the, the material is so good and because it has such like an established place in in the hearts of the populace that's where my cynicism comes in i also think something we have also touched on pri- prior in this same conversation is there is a opportunity here for um another iterative process to play out which is the marketing based mm. identity politics yeah um which again we take pains to uh highlight we are not against like the representation in art we encourage it but it, it, it's the part where the representation the marketing comes apparatus someone, like, holding out a cup and saying yeah. like give me money give for this. me yeah like re- reward me for this yeah. um Reward me for this both in terms of like recognizing my moral righteousness mm-hmm. and also, fingers crossed, I'm going to rake in the dough. Yeah, it's show business. Um, and I, I sort of think that's actually kind of a similar thing to your original hesitancy is just like, I actually am moved by the underlying thing here. And seeing it commercialized and spectacleized, I mm-hmm. guess, I would say, to a certain extent makes me wary. Yeah. Um, because the, 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 this is, this is real people's lives. Yeah. Just in terms of like what politics actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. It's kind of a depressing note to end on. I guess. But it is, but, but it is what it is. Is there anything that we're excited for that's coming out? Yeah. I think I'm excited for a lot of those. Uh, and, and rolling my eyes at quite a few of them. Sure, um, most fair. of the stuff that I'm truly excited about, like Challengers and Dune 2. Uh, They've been pushed. Pushed. Which is we didn't talk about deep. Dicks, that trailer. I have no idea whether that's going to be good or not. It's another I, movie musical. I don't know. what has I, Megan Thee Stallion in it. I don't think I've, I've ever heard of this in my life it ever. It seems queer in its own way, but okay. also like a little sort of nasty. Okay. Um, that could be good. Don't know if it's going to work at all, yeah. but it certainly seems like a big swing all is right. being taken. I, I like a big swing. That's great. Um, you know, we're coming up on, uh, you know, I, I really try not to be one of like a, like a spooky Halloween person because I find that a little bit exhausting, mm-hmm. but I, but as a horror fan, it is kind of my time. It's horror time. Yep. It's horror time. So I'm excited for like, you know. It'll tide us over to maybe delayed Oscar season. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll tide us over. Give, give, give us some stuff to talk about. Festivals are happening. We'll be getting buzz for yeah. things on the horizon. Buzz go- I mean, honestly. I, I I'm st- I'm still not like emotionally recovered from Dune Two being moved. Yeah, it's a bummer. And challengers. And cha- but yeah, it's it, it's sad. It's yeah, sad. It's but like I mean, like I guess like Zendaya got paid already, so like good for her. Yeah. So fine. whatever. Anything else that you want to say? Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Strays. Oh yeah, I don't think we need to. I don't know why that happened. I don't know don't why know. that happened. The trailer. If we want to do strict trailer tra- trailer talk, the trailer is just. This celebrity, this celebrity, this is celebrity, a dog this celebrity who cusses. who cusses and they do naughty things. Fuck that. Boy. Yeah. That's, Boy. I, oh, how did this get made? That's like, it's, it seems like the type of movie that would be in like a 30 Rock joke. Yeah. Of a movie that's yeah. been made. Yeah. This uh, is, yeah. This is like a fake trailer at the beginning of Tropic Thunder kind yeah, of joke. Yeah. 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 Not. I, I, I heard a review on the radio that was just like, it's not as bad as you would think based on the trailer. Glowing, and I was like, glowing review. Yeah, exactly. To me, a movie like that is like, I can't prove any of this, but I'm like, this is, this is money laundering. Will Ferrell needs like a, a hit. 
I guess he was in Barbie, but like I, he needs. I, I don't think I don't think that his style. I'm not saying he needs it, but meshes, like I'd like him to have meshes it. with like current sensibilities of humor. Really? I I think so. I mean, I I, I like so a lot of his washed? like you know what? mid. I, I think he might be a little bit washed. Comedians, it's hard to stay relevant. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to have a longer than like sort of ten year. Uh, yeah, and Will Ferrell had a great run. Yeah, and like Sandler the, the, had a big mid run. Two thousands. Jim Vince Vaughn. Carey had a big run. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, but better to burn out than to fade away, and some of them choose to fade away. My, my, That's how hey, we'll hey. go out. With Neil Young. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. King is gone, but he's not forgotten. Story of the John.